Greetings, Flesh Wound Horror Freaks, and welcome to Flesh Wound Horror Live. Todd's got that awesome box set there that we are going to be covering. Uh, actually, kind of the way you hold it, it looks like it's glowing green. That's, <laughs> That's the, the, the fun. I mean, I'm trying to get glow it. in the dark as far as I know, but it no. looks like that way. I'm trying to get it at the right the angle so that it doesn't glare. So I think that's helping it out. Yes, yes. There you go. Well, you guys can actually see because we do have this in an um, in an unboxing. It might have been part of one of my Hatman shows. Can't remember, but uh, yeah, here right now. There you go. There you go. That's the set. Cool classic horror collection. Cinema Cub. Um, and we're gonna review the movies today, so that you won't get to see on the actual unboxing video so so there you go uh so i guess we'll just jump right into it because why not and we'll tackle our first film today which is which is a director who's actually been on the show joe castro you can check his his interview out from ooh, early this year maybe it was late last year something like that yeah I believe it was before. I believe it was last year. Yeah, check that out. Good interview. And our first film is from 2003, director Joe Castro, and it is a slasher film called Maniacal. And in this one, after his sister goes out, a disturbed young man named Gilbert Gill tries to kill his father and mother. Their father survives, and Gilbert is sent to a mental institute. On the day his father is scheduled to release him, Gilbert escapes and looks to finish what he started. All right. So, uh, yeah, early directorial effort from Joe Castro. Of course, uh, known for his effects. Uh, he was on uh, Sci-Fi Channel's Face Off, amongst many other things, Night of the Demons 3. He's got all sorts of awesome credits to his name. And uh, this was one. Don't think I really watched it since it came out, so it was kind of uh, curious. Now, all of these movies are lower-budget affairs, and this is no uh, exception to that. It is a very low-budget movie. It, it kicks off with uh, animated storms, <laughs> and, and I think it might have been an animated house, if I remember right. Uh, so, you know, you're that dealing was with a smaller budget. That was 2003 CGI. <laughs> yes, low budget, uh, direct to, to video CG. Uh, that's fine. Actually, it kind of adds to the charm. And oh, yeah. sometimes the more uh, the more elaborate big budget effects look worse at, at times. But to me, it like just kind of nails what era we're in, and and it, there's a charm to it for me. Yeah, yeah. We're we're looking at a movie that was made around the same time that the spider-man movie was and you go back and look at the effects from spider-man some of that shit looks like a sci-fi channel movie today so i wouldn't go that far but <laughs> there's 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 some, there's some yeah there's some rough stuff in there yeah <laughs> but maybe that's well yeah um but luckily this has a lot of practical effects and that always is a guy who uh, you know is a lover of hg lewis you, know, you wouldn't go back and look at those movies and say the effects were were realistic, but I take them any day over a lot of the stuff we get now because you're actually looking at it. It's actually there. It is. There's a 
proper effect, a proper gore scene. Uh, so uh, the actor that plays Gilbert Gill, Lee Webb, does a pretty good job. Uh, not a ton of dialogue. He's not a silent killer. He does have dialogue with his sister and everything. But for the most part, he's kind of that zonked out psychopath and uh, very intimidating, plays his role well. Uh, some of the, you know, the side actors, not the greatest, you know, sisters, uh, definitely not a professional actress, at least at this particular point in her career. Uh, there's uh, some some uh, kind of ick moments there at the beginning. It kind of hints <laughs> at an incestuous, more than hints, actually, uh, at an incestuous relationship with the mom. Wow. Uh, definitely one that's getting stuck a lot, you know how that goes but uh i was gonna say sessuous or pornhub <laughs> porn yeah i mean she kisses him directly on the lips it was yeah spoiler <laughs> spoiler that's it uh so we I get know. what no i was gonna I, I was gonna say what i was gonna say earlier was it was it's crazy that this is its 20th anniversary <laughs> yeah there's a lot of stuff like this that just feels like I just rented it at the video right. store. It's bizarre, like 20 years for something like this. Um, yeah, so you can tell Joe Castro is an effects guy. Yeah. That really shines through in these movies. I like the I like this one a lot because uh, you just don't get a lot of that now. You don't get yeah. a lot of like all practical effects. I mean, there's faces getting bashed in with a hammer. Uh, you know, this isn't as obviously as elaborate as something you would see in a hatchet movie but it really works well uh, like i said I, I point to a lot of films like this and compare it to modern day b movies and this works so much better i can forgive a lot of stuff if you give me practical effects especially in a slasher movie and yeah we get a nice kill with the hammer to the face um there's, you know, some simple effects, uh, the orderly kill and uh, different things where it's very well paced. This is not a movie where you're looking at a lot of downtime. It's short. It's uh, it's just, you know, to the point. Most of these are around 70 minutes. Uh, you know, hearts are torn out. There's scenes in, an, in a video store, which I'd like to know more about, actually. Um, that they, video store is actually a pretty famous one. Um, it uh, is unfortunately closed now. Okay. Was it uh, one of your haunts back in the day? No, it was in L.A. when it was too far. I'd been there a couple times, but uh, yeah, okay. unfortunately that one's gone. It's it's Oh, there's a few other things it's featured in that aren't jumping off the top of my head, though. Okay, nice. Yeah, I shit. Maybe I've been there and just forgot about it. Uh, I went to several in LA, so it's entirely possible. Uh, yeah, so I mean, as a slasher, this kind of throws everything that you could want. I mean, nudity, uh, some some particularly huge boobs for you big boob lovers out there. <laughs> uh, nothing you haven't seen before. It's not a movie you can spoil, but old school practical effects you know we get some curb stomps a lot of faces being smashed apart um you know some better than others there's a particularly clever bit involving a barbie that i won't give away and uh things kind of kind of unfold as you would expect like i said this is just by the numbers slasher and i dug it i dug it 
a couple attempts at like some more emotional stuff doesn't work as well. You know, the father and everything. There are some acting limitations, but overall, this was just a breeze to get through. Simple, effective slasher. And yeah, Todd, how about you? What did you think of Maniacal? Oh, yeah, this is fun. Um, as soon as I saw you know, Joe's name, I knew that we were going to get some great effects and we did. So, and this is one I'd actually missed. This is one that was on my list. Cause he'd posted about it. I had probably, it's probably been about a year now, but, um, or posted the cover and I added it to my watch list. So I'm glad we finally got the disc. So I was able to watch mm-hmm. it and it did not disappoint. It is a fun slasher. Like you said, from that era, is it a, is it a little bit Halloween and a little bit Friday the Thirteenth? Yeah, um, the music is a little bit of that too, but I love that about it. It like really gives it that feel, and yeah, it, like you said, nothing new, but it's a good time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, Todd, what do you rate it? Um, it's a hard one. I did really like it. And it might be my favorite of the bunch. So I'm going to give it a four. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I, I always remind people, we rate yes. these on a curve. So his yeah. four for Maniacal is not putting it on yeah. par with, you know, something like Hereditary. Yeah, we're we're kind of... Or maybe I like it better. I don't know. <laughs> you might. But two, two very different things. It's always important to remind people. So they just like, you gave that... $10 slasher movie. For well, you know what? And I'll do it again. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I rate off my enjoyment. So, if, yeah. Yeah. I am a three, definitely above average, and one I'd watch again. Uh, I, like I said, it does pretty much everything uh, right. And this is 20 years ago. Uh, you know, Joe's grown as a filmmaker for sure. Uh, but I don't have major complaints. You know, some acting issues here and there, but it's short, goes down easy, entertaining. And there you go. Uh, so there, there's Maniacal. We'll go ahead and follow it up with Joe's other movie on this uh, in this set. Also a slasher movie called Butchered, which is also, I think it was also put out in some places as The Hazing, which is a little bit confusing considering, you know, there is the great Rolf Konefsky flick. Well, I think that's why the name changed in the U.S., yeah, yeah, but I mean the name does fit it because that is the. It works. Uh, so, also... and actually, this is the one I had recently put on my queue that I saw just because I remember the other cover. Yeah, but uh, the hazing, by the way, the Rolf Konevsky hazing, which came out around the same time, that is coming to Blu-ray from Ronin Flicks. So very excited about that. I love that movie. Uh, all right, so butchered from director joe castro two teenage girls are desperate to get into the most popular sorority the final pledge is to is to spend the night at an abandoned halloween spooky house the sorority sisters have all kinds of scary plans for the girls unfortunately what none of them know is that there's a psychotic deformed killer squatting in the building all right so uh butchered uh so another slasher film obviously uh i wanted to talk briefly about phoebe dollar uh who plays uh, jenny here 
didn't make like a ton of movies, but she's one that really caught my eye. She kind of came came along uh, around the same, maybe a little bit after, but around the same time as Tiffany Sheppis. And I always saw those two as very unique. And I thought Phoebe Dollar would break out. She never really did, uh, but she was in a lot of brain damage stuff at the time, uh, which I've always said, I think Tiffany, it's not her, be her best film by any means, but uh, Death Factory. I noticed Tiffany really started to explode after that one. Yeah, uh, Not a great film, but if nothing else, she's got a really fascinating, cool look in that movie. Uh, for uh, Phoebe Dollar, it was Goth was one from Brain Damage. Hell's Highway was another one. Like I said, not a ton of movies, but just one of those scream queens that I remember well. And uh, I thought she was really good, particularly in villainous roles. Uh, so yes, she's in this one. Uh, I actually think this one's a little bit better than Maniacal. I think, uh, the gores even better. Uh, some, some of the same issues again, uh, you know, some spotty acting here and there, but this one kind of ups the gore. Uh, there's, um, also brings the nudity once again. Uh, we get uh, machetes, forced down throats, again, face smashes, which uh, are something that Joe does really well. People just getting their uh, faces just absolutely demolished. Uh, we get some, some sort of pervy dudes that are planting cameras in dorm rooms. Uh, it, it's definitely got that spirit of a... Uh, a more brutal sorority babes in the slime ball bolorama. In fact, the girls that are being hazed, there's an homage to the paddle scene from <laughs> sorority babes in the slime ball bolorama that'll make you smile. And uh, uh, some food stuff, which you know, I have a weird thing about that that always gets me, but uh, <laughs> uh, lots of cool gore in this one. I think it ups the gore even more so all you gore hounds should be happy with this particular release and once again it's just it's paced really well uh when you're doing a been there done that kind of story like this keep it short joe keeps it short uh you know don't don't try and pad it out any of these two movies could have been ruined by trying to pad it out by another 20 minutes and um yeah this one just, again, very simple, by the books, and it works. Got a little bit of people under the stairs going, and I I had a good time with it. How about you, Todd? I do like this one, but I do prefer the, the simplicity of the other one from Joe. Um, I have no complaints. It's another one that's good. Um, it, I'm trying to think. It's definitely one of my other favorites of the box. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think I like the simplicity of the other one better. Like, they're both good. I do think the gore is better in this one, though. So it is close for me. Yeah, like, you have that one shot with the machete where a face is just kind of slowly... It's hard yeah. to explain it. You'll see it when you watch the movie, but just slowly kind of, like, just obliterated and split in half uh, with yeah. the machete, which I thought was really cool. There's some eyeball stuff. Uh, eyeballs being gauged out. There's a There's a 
couple actual holy shit moments in this involving the gore, which I did, uh, which I did enjoy quite a bit. The characters are all stupid. <laughs> so, you know, once again, it's a slasher. So it kind of has all the good with the bad, but it's a good time. Uh, so I do slightly favor this, even though the rating, I'm still giving it a three. Uh, what say you, Todd? Um, I, I'm just a little under on this one. I'm a three and a half. Cool, cool. All right. Moving on, a little bit of a change. We got a vampire flick from, uh, and this one's a little bit older too, from 1997. And writer, director, Ron Ford. A uh, really nice guy. I can't remember what convention I met him at. Uh, I even had some interaction with him ages ago on god it might have, i don't know if it was myspace back then or might have even been the imdb boards who knows but uh cool guy cool guy uh i think it made him at him at a really small convention if i remember right but uh so this one is the mark of dracula and in this a cloning specialist brings back the prince of darkness via a sample of his blood dracula wishes to walk during the day so the scientist sets out on a series of experiments, unfortunately ensnaring a group of hikers and attracting the attention of the local sheriff and writer-director Ron Ford's loving homage to the classic monster, updated with modern technology. Modern 1997 <laughs> technology. The, it's always funny, like, looking at the computers then. And <laughs> in this film, there's several shots like that. Uh, so Tim Sullivan, who plays the doctor... You guys might recognize him from The Laughing Dead, which Vinegar Syndrome put out on Blu-ray a couple years ago, maybe now. Uh, you will also likely remember who I, I think is actually the show stealer in this movie, Randall Malone, who plays the coroner Mortimer Poe. He's in a lot of Ron Ford movies and... Uh, kind of a, an indie veteran. He was in a, a movie actually uh, called Hollywood Mortuary for from Ron Ford, which is a lot of fun if you can track it down. Uh, not sure if that's still in print. It should be one you can probably find fairly easily. Uh, he, he was in, in that with Conrad Brooks, who I worked with way back in the day. Uh, and uh, yeah, so... He's the highlight. He's, he plays Mortimer Poe and is just always a very odd actor. He was in Dahmer versus Gacy. Uh, <laughs> somebody you always remember, even if it's a bad movie, you kind of remember his performance. And uh, luckily, this isn't a bad movie. I liked quite a, a bit about this. Um, now, the budget definitely shows this is an ambitious movie. It's got a lot going on with uh, the cloning and everything. It has a good Dracula, Mark Vescon Vesconcelos, who plays Sounds Dracula right. here. Cool Dracula. Um, Roxanne Coyne, who plays Lucy, very sexy actress. Uh, the cast overall is pretty cool. Ron Ford plays the sheriff uh, himself. And uh, uh, some of the moments where the budget shows, for sure, like we get some moments of vampires tossing bodies and it's very obviously a mannequin uh, <laughs> it doesn't do a great job of <laughs> showing that it's not there's another funny moment where we get the sort of hans gruber 
falling off a building you know that scene being shot with with five dollars basically if you can imagine that uh we kick it off they open with some nosferatu footage which is really cool you can tell that ron ford is an old monster kid you can tell he has a love of the material that shines through with this movie and uh, we get lucy trying to resurrect him and uh, <clears throat> um, we get some backstory about the Van Helsing stuff. It's not a Van Helsing story, though. And, uh, yeah, I would have liked a little bit more from Randall Malone. Because, again, he's the highlight of the movie. But doesn't end up playing as huge a part in the story as I would have liked. Um, there's... Uh, probably could have thrown a little bit more skin here at the screen there's some moments for that that we don't get a whole lot of but that's okay um we do get some fun creature effects at the end typical man in a suit rubber monster kind of bat creatures um uh once again very low budget effects but i'd still take that if, if somebody made this movie now if like a uh, you know, a, a, a Dustin Ferguson made it now, it would probably be unwatchable because it would just all be like just really terrible uh, CG effects. I appreciate the practical. I, I appreciate the practical work here. Um, you get some acid melting going on. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, and there's some fun one-liners it's goofy fun but i dug it i don't know i have a feeling you didn't as much on this one but i could be wrong um this was actually the first one i watched so i don't know if that helped or not but it really set the tone of the set um not my favorite but i had a decent time with it okay you know i did i didn't hate it or anything but it's definitely it shows its era and budget and i think that that was a little bit charming now but um, yeah, not my favorite, but I would watch it again. Yeah, it leaves it open for a sequel, and I don't remember ever seeing one. I'd have to check to see if Ron ever followed it up. But but I enjoyed it. Like I said, you can feel that enthusiasm for the classic monsters coming through, and any of the shortcomings I tended to laugh at. Anyways, could be some uh, more likable characters as far as our hikers go all of them are kind of forgettable uh but ron's actually pretty good as the sheriff we got a good dracula uh i would have you know thrown a little bit more skin at it <laughs> but that's me dracula has more on his plate than getting laid in this one so it's understandable uh all right todd what say you what do you rate this one um I'm still in the middle on this one. I, I think it's average, but I'm a two and a half. Okay, sweet. Um, yeah, two and a half sounds good for me too, but I did enjoy it. I'd probably watch it again down the line if I was having a Dracula night and somebody wanted to watch a more obscure one. Uh, it is It is fun, but again, could have been better in some aspects. 
All right. Moving on to, to <clears throat> excuse me, to 2002 and director Brad Sykes for The Coven, which uh, <clears throat> we will we will cover here. Uh, so this is a craft knockoff, and I'll tell you about oh, it. Oh, really? I couldn't tell. Not yeah. any similarities. <laughs> I'm sure he never saw it. It's just a coincidence. Uh, so while away at college, Autumn becomes associated with the Coven of Witches. After being visited by her dead grandmother from the spirit world, Autumn realizes that she must use her magical powers for good rather than evil. She battles for control of her coven with the evil raven-haired Valley. Valley threatens to sacrifice Autumn's boyfriend, Gabe, and Autumn must fight to save him and the fate of her coven. All right. So, wow. This one, ripoff doesn't even begin uh, <laughs> to describe it uh, with the coven. Uh, now, this is another one, too. I know it was originally shot in 3D. I should say none of our reviews are for the 3D versions, although, Todd, I'm sure you have some or have seen the 3D See, versions. here's the thing. Like, I could tell these were shot in 3D, and there's some horrible ghosting issues, even though they're not any any longer in th 3D. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if they were ever actually in 3D or they were just shot on the 3D camera and made 2D. I don't ever remember seeing a 3D release of Coven. I seem to vaguely, and it might have been overseas. I could be wrong. If somebody knows, feel free to drop it in the yes. comments section. I'm sure Todd would love to track it down, being the, the 3D aficionado that you are. But they've put out 3D discs on other ones, too, though, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it would be interesting. Um, so this does have Beverly Lynn, who uh, plays Kelly. She's kind of got a uh, Jillian Hall <laughs> sort of disfigurement here that Blu-ray probably doesn't help too much. Um, I don't mind a craft knockoff. Uh, there was one that came out the same year called Little Witches, which is is not a good movie. It's kind of known for uh, Clea Duvall. It's her first movie, and she shows her ass. <laughs> so that's kind of about the only notable thing about Little Witches. Uh, but I've been hunting for an official copy. Uh, that's kind of like my whale. Like, I, I've really just been hunting it down. Uh, have not come across. It's been out of print probably for like 16 years or more. And I've just never come across it in the wild. So, uh I guess it's sort of comparable, but this is even more low budget than that. This is a very, very small film. Uh, Brad Sykes has done a lot of different uh, indie movie, uh, low budget indie movies. He's another one too from that sort of brain damage era where that was filling up the Hollywood video. He did Lord of the Vampires, which I, I remember liking that one. Plaguers is a slightly bigger budget movie that he did. Years later, uh, uh, Plagueers had uh, Steve Rails back in it. Definitely like kind of an homage to Life Force and uh, Alien and had all sorts of things going on with it. Um, but here he is working on a very teeny budget. Luckily, he's got Beverly Lynn, softcore goddess, did a lot of stuff for Fred Olin Ray, Jim Wynorski, 
Uh, Tanya Dempsey, another Scream Queen I'm really fond of from this era, who plays Autumn. Uh, the cast is here. The budget really does show. I mean, <laughs> here, here, some of the effects are very dated and not in as good a way as uh, our slasher films uh, tonight. Uh, but you do get you do get skin. You get a lot of funny moments here. It's a bad movie. I'm not gonna lie with this one. Um, uh, the scene where. Uh, valley's fucking the the church boy uh and uh kind of just i win jesus boy i won use your hand uh there's some funny lines there don't quite know why she was fucking him although uh, it makes sense trying to get uh lock of his hair um there's a goofiness to this that i laughed quite a bit but if you uh if you if you're not fond of a craft ripoff this isn't going to work for you and it really like from the you know the disfigured girl to i mean this really lifts stuff right off right out of the craft um and uh the acting's a lot spottier here you can tell beverly lynn would go on to do a ton of stuff and tanya dempsey's good uh, a lot of the other actors there's some one and dones here and you can you can certainly see uh why uh unlike the craft i can't say it really draws you in as far as caring about a lot of the other characters though uh i enjoyed watching this one i i saw it back in 02 again i picked up all the brain damage stuff like automatically <laughs> hollywood video four for 20 or five for 20 uh previewed i probably had pretty much everything they put out and uh yeah, some good eye candy, some unintentional laughs, uh, but it's a, it's it's not good. <laughs> what did you think, Todd? Uh, well, first I did confirm it. Yeah, while shot on 3D, it's only been released in 2D. Oh. I I said it could have been due with the ghosting because the ghosting looked pretty really bad, and that was in 2D. I mean, you shouldn't be able to see ghosting. Yeah, in 1D. But I've noticed that issue on some of the other you know Camp Blood movies and stuff. That it's just in there, um, which is I'd like to see the 3D version if it exists still. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a craft ripoff. It's not great, but I still had I I had a buddy over, so we were having fun with it. So it, it was still a good time. Um, it was better than Craft Legacy. I will give it that. I did probably enjoy it more than Craft Legacy for sure. Uh, that's a that is a one and done watch. Uh, I'll never watch that one again. Um, I'm sure you want. We're doing our retrospective soon, dude. Yeah. Well, computer issues. I know. With uh, with this too, like I said, it, it it's going to work best for shitty movie night with your friends. Which was a good way for Todd to watch it. I watched it alone, though, and you know, I still did okay. But it's a one and a half. I can't go higher on this one. And this may be because I I had a good time with. It. I'm I'm gonna go two and a half. I'm right in the middle because I did really have fun with it. But again, right situation. Absolutely. Although, if it was in 3D, it'd probably be a higher rating. I'll be honest. 
<laughs> I think the one shot where they're like spinning in the circle and then she realizes she's holding her severed arms, that might have been fun in 3D. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. The outtakes were awesome. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, if you have any, if you happen to know of a 3D version anywhere, drop it in the comments. We appreciate that. Any any info you have uh, on these would be great. Uh, all right. So from 2003, our next film is from director Reinhard Reitem Peschke, uh, who uh, was a one-and-done director, I believe, but uh, he's done work on different films as a as a camera electrical stuff uh, he's worked on stuff like volcano natural born killers usual suspects a uh, lot of big big credits to his name so i was curious because this one i kind of like vaguely remembered i don't know if i ever actually even watched it i i had this film which one uh, are we talking about i'm sorry Oh, I didn't get there yet. I'm sorry. Okay, I was, I was, I'm waiting to pull out the, the Aquanoids, Aquanoids okay, from you. director <laughs> Reinhard Raytim Pesky, uh, Pesci. I thought uh, I missed the name. That's why I asked. Maybe I didn't say it. I don't know. Uh, so, all right. Um, yeah, or Ray Pesci. It says here. I don't know. My notes had a different name. Uh, all right. So. When, small, when a small coastal town is terrorized by a legion of fishmen that dwell in the underwater caves surrounding the area, a marine biologist must brave both the bloodthirsty creatures and the town council to stop the attacks. Aquanoise features scares, sex, and outstanding special effects in what uh, realhorror.com calls pure B-movie fun from the sexy heroines to the gruesome deaths. All right, well, we'll see... We'll see if realhorror.com is uh, is telling the truth there. Uh, so it, it opens up 1987, this couple making out on the beach. Uh, it makes it pretty clear early on they're kind of going for a sort of humanoids from the deep-ish, piranha-ish sort of homage. Um and then it picks up 16 years uh, later after the, the woman that's making out with the guy gets dragged off during a 4th of July parade and uh, disappearances start up again. Uh, so uh, this one's a little bit rough. Um, <laughs> there, There's some skin. It tries its best. Uh, the Aquanoid... POV stuff looked like they were just zooming in on a lava lamp. Um, <laughs> uh, it, some of the effects in this just are are pretty bad. The editing's not great. I was kind of surprised being, you know, this director and what he's sort of worked on. Um, we get the typical Jaws mayor. Once again, very by-the-numbers stuff, which I, I don't mind, but this one's just... Uh, it was a chore. This one's, this one's, yeah, this one's one of the chores. It's not good. Uh, other than the skin, you know, and which is, it's not, I don't think there's enough here to really go into it and sit through the whole thing just for that. But, 
yeah, this one just never comes to life. Uh, there's some some nice footage. I think it was shot uh, on Catalina Island, I believe. There's awful day for night shots. This this movie just does not look good. I don't know if it looked better on video, maybe, <laughs> but I don't think Blu-ray does it any favors. Uh, this one, this one's a yeah. This one's kind of a shit pickle. Thank you. But <laughs> I was gonna say it's a shit pickle. I appreciated the shout outs to like Deep Star Six, Alligator Two. You can tell it was made by a fan. I hate shitting on it, but it was not good. A uh, couple good looking girls though. Other than that, Todd, what ha- what say you about Aquanoids? Unless I'm gonna bury it, I don't have much on this one. It it wasn't good. This was my may have been my least favorite. Eh, it's it maybe tied for least favorite. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say bottom two for sure. Uh, yeah. Luckily though, I had a blast with the Joe Castro stuff. So uh, me too. There, this is a a cool set. I'm I'm glad to see some of this stuff actually coming out on Blu-ray. Uh, even something like Aquanoid. It's hey, I I gave it a shot. It <laughs> doesn't always work out. Uh, so our next movie, 2004 from director, uh, did we rate it? Wait, did I rate it? The other one? No, I don't think either was, <laughs> uh, you yeah, know, okay, what thought... do you give it, Dan? Sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm a half star and it's generous cause I didn't like it at all, but I won't I'm give also... it a zero because it doesn't have the word bloom, bloom in it. And it's I got am... some skin too. Which <laughs> okay. That there you go. That's your half. That makes sense. There, there we go. go. I am on par with Dan on this one. I am also a half star. All right. So moving on to 2004's The Attendant from director Corbin Timbrook, who is a director and an actor. Um, He is known for uh, directing uh, the Shelley Martinez favorite adult Adult movie shoot massacre. Try not to use the P, P word, but Todd knows what I'm talking about. Uh, which is, if you like Shelly Martinez of WWE ECW fame. I can't wait to hear what you call one of the movies on our Secret Santa show. <laughs> that would be tough. That would be uh, tough. Uh, <laughs> you're already worried about that. Patreon.com. There you go. Um, that that one, which is not a great movie, but if nothing else, Shelly Martinez. Ugh. I like that movie though. Got it. A while. Oh, I uh, like it too. Future After Dark title. He's also known for directing uh, Tower of Bloods, another one, A Crack in the Floor, which is a very oh, weird, a one. yeah, oddball movie. That's kind of probably one of his. Uh, but he's an actor from Ski Patrol. Forbidden Sins with Shannon Tweed, uh, Ed Gain, the Butcher of Plainfield, with I believe that one was Kane Hodder. Uh, so he he's kind of known all over the horror genre for doing different things. Um, and in this movie, a ghostly gas station attendant kills off a group of campers who realize he's the reason for the legend of campers. Ret- Sorry, this description's a little weird. For the legend of campers routinely come into the woods to commit suicide sorry that was a bit of a word salad there um i think i remember liking a crack in the floor uh, there's that uh oh yeah this which, is which one that was this one. i didn't even show it 
Oh no, you're on demonoids. Oh wait, I'm, I'm sorry. I I I'm... attended. You're wait, geez, now I'm all confused. <laughs> the attend the attendant from director Corbin Timbrook. There you go. There you go. You were getting to the main event early, but that's all right. Uh, so okay, Todd may have tipped his yeah, I did. <laughs> but uh, so this one's this one's rough. Uh, nearly maybe fifty minutes, maybe a little bit more into this, and very little's happened. Um, I mean, you get the very typical story. Stop at the gas station. You got the creepy old man uh setting up some eeriness it's 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 the texas chainsaw massacre ripoff (laughs) well i don't want to call it a texas chainsaw massacre ripoff though but it's it's a ghost story of sorts uh it's one of those movies where it takes way too long to get to the point and you've seen it all before so it's kind of like why am i just watching these uninteresting people and this endless dialogue um i kept hoping i'm like all right slow burn maybe it'll end strong uh i think we're about 55 minutes in and we get this ghost girl that appears and all of a sudden it's like they try i mean there's even a little bit of nudity in this one too a little bit but it is a slug this movie is boring unfortunately uh it tries to throw a lot at like the last 20 minutes, but it's just 15, 20 minutes, but it's just, it's way too late. A little bit of gore, nothing, nothing that really stands out. And uh, I don't know, should have been like a 15 minute short. You could have crammed it all in and told the story and there would have been no, nothing. You wouldn't have missed anything. Uh, Didn't care about the characters. I don't have a whole lot else to say about this. Any minor positives didn't come till the very end and it didn't make up for the wasted hour. Uh, Todd, what did you think? Yeah, it was funny because I also had my buddy over for this one. He called out the, we're 50 minutes in and nothing's happened. So, (laughs) yeah. I was like, yeah, this one, they're not all winners. Luckily, he missed a couple of them, but he, he did see this one and one of the Castro ones, or both the Castro. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Joe's yeah. films are the highlight of this set. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Um, yeah. This was just not good. <laughs> it's another one for the I don't I don't think it's in my bottom two. I think I already spoiled that, but <laughs> it's my bottom three. <laughs> this one might have been my least favorite favorite really okay. it was that or aquanoids it was close but this one just if i wasn't reviewing it i'm not even sure that i would have made it through it which i always finish a movie if i'm reviewing it i would have been doing something else <laughs> i would but not you have been watching you would have you would have finished it i guess <laughs> i would have been texting like dirty memes to you or or somebody because ooh, rough uh, so I'm just going to go right ahead. Uh, just ready. Let's get this piece of shit. <laughs> this one wasted my time even more than Aquanoids, though. Aquanoids is just bad. This one, I just feel like, yeah, I'm a zero on this one. I can't even give it a half. 
Well, I'm going to give it a half for the dude's cool mustache. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Look at All like right. Dave Cortez. <laughs> three people to get that. All right. So let's see uh, this next one. Demonoid uh, from 2007. Look at that, you know, sexy cover art there. You know, it's got something going for it, hopefully. Uh, and director Michael Burnett, Demonoids once again. Uh a lost cult film now available for the first time. I can, yeah, I can see why this one might. <sighs> I'm going to start releasing my kid movies as unreleased classics. <laughs> All hell breaks loose when the two guys, when two guys on college, bre college break, a deal with the devil and lose. They must survive attacks from a legion of supernatural creatures as they drive from Los Angeles to Las Vegas. All right, so this one kicks off rough. We get seizure-inducing induce, shaky cam. Um, we get absolutely wretched acting in this one. We have these sort of deformed Texas Chainsaw Massacre-esque villains that, considering they're not really deformed, they don't really make a whole lot of sense there's it's almost insulting because you essentially one of them's leatherface like they i mean they don't even make an effort to distinguish him from leatherface <laughs> but it's it's the leatherface you ordered off wish <laughs> it's really bad uh the makeup <clears throat> jobs are awful the editing is like i said the shaky cam just uh, mixed with this this terrible editing this is a rough movie to watch um there are more so than the other films there's a, a couple really good looking ladies in this again which i appreciate i'm pretty sure that's it effects wise it's awful i, I will throw out uh ike gingrich who played the devil charismatic actor he was good He's stuck in a really awful movie, so it, it didn't. I can't say he really made any difference here. This one feels like I could see why they might have just been like, "Yeah, maybe we just don't put it out." <laughs> like, it's it's pretty bad. Um, Lucky us. Yeah, it's it, it's it's unpleasant to watch. That's the thing, and I hate to shit on it too hard. I'm sure they tried. They uh, they know it was unreleased for a reason. That was just an extra fucking disc for this set. They know what they were doing. <laughs> Don't be nice, Dan. You could go all out. I'm going all out. I did. I, I don't regret buying the set. I think it's a cool mm -hmm. set, and luckily I had a few things here that made it worth it. But um, uh, the story here is way more the idea of the story is way more ambitious than they were able to pull off here. The makeup sucks. Um, it's just an unpleasant looking movie to watch. Uh, the budget really shows with Vegas when we're in this casino and it's all blacked <laughs> out. I mean, I'm not, look, I was a part of some shitty movies. Like even I feel like I could come up with something there. Something to make that look a little less shitty. Um, ah, man, this one's this one's hard to this one's hard to sit through. I can't I can't see anybody 
that wasn't involved liking this one. It's just one of those, you know, it's like you just got to call a loss a loss. But uh, what say you, Todd? Well, you already kind of said it, but. I I, I, I want to give it a zero. But the attractive women are enough to give it that half. I'm going to say just fast forward. <laughs> you already yeah. got it. Just, you know. I'm giving it a half a star being super nice. <laughs> I I can't. I can't. This one was a zero. It is. It's a it's, zero. It's I can't even. It's, I was trying to be nice, but yeah, it's a zero. <laughs> but strictly for nostalgia pur- purposes, perhaps I did enjoy having, I do enjoy having uh, yeah. the coven on Blu-ray. Again, I love Beverly Lynn and Tanya Dempsey. So that was cool. Mark uh, of Dracula. Always tend to enjoy Ron Ford stuff. Look at check out Hollywood Mortuary. That's one that one's a lot of fun. Also, even more so, you get the his love of uh, you know, again, he's a monster kid, uh, and it shows, and I do like that. And the uh two Joe Castro slashers. So you get three reasons to pick up the set. The, you know, the rest, eh, you know, three yes. and maybe four. You get some nudity in them all, at least. So there's that. Yeah, yeah. So slasher fans, though, I think the the Joe Casper yeah. stuff. If you like super cheap slashers with practical effects, works. Uh, so there you go. That is a review once again of the Cinema Cab Cult Classic Horror Collection from Makeflix. If you want a copy, go to Makeflix website and. Uh, Grab yourself one. They have sales pretty often on there too. Technically, it's not from Makeflix. It's available on Makeflix. Oh, yeah, it's still from David Sterling. There you go. Yeah, mo- all the boxes like this are from Sterling. The ones that have I, these these nice yeah. style ones. Yeah. I ordered the things box finally. So finally, did you get it on sale? Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Because they go, they all go on sale often. So, like, if you guys see this, these for hundred bucks. Just wait. They go on sale pretty regularly. Yeah, yeah. Be patient, for sure. I got The Hills Have Thighs on Blu-ray, the Jim Wynorski, for a long time unreleased, at least in the U.S., Jim. No, Wynorski. see, that's that's not true. We had this discussion before. There was a, a DVD or a Blu-ray that he put out, but it was a BDR. I don't know if the okay. new one is or not, but it had a different cover, but it was, yeah. Okay. Well, harder to find anyways. So it was that. only available through him. There was that one in Scared Topless, which I did get Scared Topless. Oh, sweet, sweet. So, yeah, keep your eye out. Some classic softcore on their website. On that note, that's all we got for you. So, we'll see you. We'll see you here next time. Good night. All right. Good evening. I'm trying to find the outro. So, say good night again. Fuck it, Dan. Good night. There we go. So long. Oh.